0: And welcome to the Praise Down! Ho ho ho. When did you get here, Dracula Claus? I arrive on the mortal plane at the beginning of September, and I leave it at the
1: end of January. <laughs> is that is that just like pr- for prep time? It's it encompasses both the Halloween
0: season and the Christmas season. And then I need a few months off
1: to prepare and take some me time. Sure, sure. I understand. Self-care is important. Do you know where Alex is? Yeah, let me go get him.
0: Hey, guys. What's up? Sorry. Uh, I was listening to the Monster Mash. <laughs> I, for- I forgot we were doing the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Praise Down, everybody.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Praise Down, the uh, only Christian music. Uh, review and inquiry show hel- helmed by two <laughs> secular boys uh, One of which is named Heath that happens to be me The other one is named Alex and that's me And that's you, that's correct uh, Here we're, uh, here today with us is uh, the host of the mic at the Paramount Room in Oklahoma City uh, He's a comedian in town, cosplays Deadpool He's a human samurai sword, I'm just finding it's out It's Travis <laughs> Phillips Hey, hey. Hi. Hey, Good to see you, man. Yeah, likewise. So uh, let's talk about, let's address the uh, samurai sword, I mean the elephant in the room. Sure. Mm -hmm. It's come to my attention that you're a human samurai sword. Yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Is that a rigorous process?
2: Uh, There's a lot of folding. Uh, (laughs) Grandma just says I'm real sharp.
1: Uh
2: (laughs) I've just got to run with it since then. Uh, She says I got a good grip Uh on things, and I feel like that... It lends itself well to being uh, the samurai sword. I mean, the human part's pretty straightforward. Sure. Left foot, right foot. Mm-hmm. Sure. But then the sword part and then samurai. I'd, yeah, the ethnicity has always been confusing. Now, the
0: fact that you say left foot and right foot as the two things that make you human makes me think you've never seen a bird.
2: <laughs> oh, Even those government drones? <laughs>
0: They've got left foot, right foot.
2: Well, they're, yeah. they're almost human, aren't they? Yeah.
0: Well, you know what? I never thought of it that way.
2: Humans really want to fly. Birds are already there.
1: This is kind of like how cars are technically roller skates. All right, listen. <laughs>
0: oh, like
1: Don't say cars are roller skates to me. There are two kinds of cars, right? There are <sighs> four-wheel cars. Yeah. And two-wheel cars, a.k.a. motorcycles.
0: Yeah, both of them are things you put on your feet that make you go
1: fast. I get it. And one has two wheels and one has four wheels, just like skates.
0: Dang it. That's really good. That is really good. <laughs> Unfortunately...
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> Let's talk the walk, huh?
0: Talk the walk, Travis. Yo, how's your walk?
2: Uh, it's pretty. It's shaky at times, but I'm uh, finding my feet, my footing.
1: Okay. So, okay. So, uh, you're uh, a practicing Christian, I assume?
2: No. No, I thought you meant like just metaphorically. What's we your meant walk? with Jesus. My bad. Yeah. How's it's... your walk with the Lord? <laughs> You'll have to. Uh, you forgive me. Uh, I was raised Christian. I don't practice anymore. So I was. I was not up on the uh, the vernacular.
1: You're out of practice. Got it. Yeah. That's... No. 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 It's fine. It's fine. Uh...
2: <laughs> I was not ready for that that look. That question. <laughs> no. 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 We weren't.
1: We weren't asking in a sort of like surfer guy kind of way. Yeah. Like, like what's your walk like? How's your
2: walk, dude? Some days, <laughs> oh, you, know, you know, confident. Some days, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I don't know. I get it. Hey, I get it. Yeah. So sometimes life just throws things at you. Yeah. But, so
0: you said you were
2: raised Christian. Uh-huh. How'd
0: that start out? Uh, take us to the very beginning.
2: Uh, let's see. Um, I remember like really early on, it was just kind of a big deal for uh, the family to go to church weekly, and you know, that's just kind of the thing that the family did. It was kind of a more sure. a ritual almost, uh, where we would all get together, and you know, you have cinnamon rolls for breakfast on sunday and we'd go to church and then after church we would all have like olive garden or red lobster if dad was feeling hairy and that's just that's what we did every week
1: i can tell you weren't baptist you know how donuts donuts would have been donuts uh, for breakfast if you were baptist see
2: that's that's weird too because i was baptist i know that's why I'm like when you said that I thought were we doing it wrong? Like this whole time it should have been donuts. Well, they now, were,
1: you were doing it wrong. It's,
0: I will say that my Methodist household did do cinnamon rolls. Now, were these mm-hmm. eaten at home or at
1: the church? No, at home. At home cinnamon right, right, rolls. Right, right, okay. At
2: church, there's donuts. There's donuts. Of course, yeah, okay. there's donuts. Okay, yes. yeah, okay. <laughs> just a
1: just a little miscommunication. Right, sure, 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 sure. There yeah. there were donuts present. Yes. Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're
2: not heathens. They're, sure, Right? Yeah, Still Christians. Sure.
1: Yeah, we just, we just ate the donuts for breakfast. We didn't, get, mm. we didn't wake up for breakfast.
0: We did cinnamon rolls.
1: Lord. I took a shower for breakfast on church mornings, basically.
0: It's important to stay hydrated. That's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, how long were you into it, say? Um, like church? Okay, yeah. So here's how we'll cut this up. Think about your,
2: your whole church career. Mm-hmm. Um, how long was that? Oh, I would say at least until I mean senior year of high school.
1: Okay. Were you into it the whole time?
2: Uh no, I mean I think with with any, you know, frustrated young man in the Midwest, there were a lot of things that I wasn't happy with the organization of way the way it went and the ex- uh, exclusivity of certain, you know, groups going to get to do things and preferential treatment and so it seemed and I mean mm-hmm. I I was a frustrated young teen, I think most teenagers are that's kind of their thing sure sure yeah, so uh, as 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 i started to kind of pick up on some of that it seemed like that was the biggest piece of authority being shoved in my face as a child and i was like no i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna do what you're telling me to do i don't like this i want to go find my own answers and so it was it was uh it was something i bucked up against quite a bit but i still um to some degree felt pretty i'm uh, not really beholden but i was still happy to be part of my family's ritual i never Really, I mean, I, I, you know, you strain against your family as you do, but as far as like going to church, I, I went for them, I think, for a while there because I wanted, that was what we all did, and that was part of that. It was a family thing, okay. more yeah, than it sense. was a God thing. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. So was there a,
1: was there a bit of a tough period for you and your family when you decided you uh, were done
2: going? Um, I think for a little bit, yeah, there was a bit of that. I, I it was one of those deals where, uh, You know, I mean, whenever you're young, you don't want to go because you're sleepy and you don't want to go because you don't it's your weekend. You don't want to have to get up and go to church. Yeah. And so my dad was like, I I get it, but we got to go like your mind makes your mom happy and whatever. But then as I got older, I started having, you know, philosophical problems with it and and questions and those sorts of things. And and I remember my dad being very um, sympathetic with that and just being like, "Okay." What do you like? What do you have to like? Supplant that. Like, if you're going to remove that, how do you feel? It? What are your answers? And I didn't have them at the time. I mean, hell, I was sixteen, seventeen. And, sure, yeah. And so I very thought, important, very,
0: very mature of you to be sixteen or seventeen and believe that you didn't have the answers to those questions.
1: Yeah, wow, that was uh, that's advanced. That's yeah.
2: elevated. Yeah, I, uh, I listened to a lot of Rush
0: as a kid, so it was. Yeah. Did here's <laughs> here's something uh, because this is something that happened to me with Rush and my spiritual journey. It made me libertarian a little bit.
2: Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah. Like the trees. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The libertarian anthem, Mm -hmm. the
1: trees. Oh, yeah. I don't don't know about the trees.
0: The trees is about, uh, it's sort of an anti privilege anthem. Yeah. Uh, okay. Seems cool so far. Beautifully orchestrated. Oh, 100%. Like, divorced from the lyrics, phenomenal. Yeah. However, it's an allegory about how, uh, uh, poor people should be uh, happy and not try to take stuff from rich people just because they're rich. Uh,
2: there's definitely that in, in it. Uh, the thing that I like is the almost sugar coating, uh, the fantasy aspect of it, where uh, there's the personification of these different uh, types of trees. Yep. Like there's an argument between the maples and the elms over who, uh, who's okay. getting more sunlight. And so they have like this big battle. And it's discussed all you know through the lyrics and the the instruments crash. And there's these big swelling moments it's and quiet. So it's really well-organized. It's well so orchestrated. good, is but, the thing. But the end of it, my favorite, is that, like, um, I forget how it gets to it, but it essentially says, uh, and the trees were all, like, oh, oh, yeah. I know what it is. Yeah, you know where yeah, I'm going. Yeah. I, I'm trying to Now work.
0: there's, mo- I know the exact lyrics. <laughs> the oh, very no. end. Now yeah. there's no more loathe oppression. That's what it is.
2: They've passed
0: a noble law. The trees are all kept equal by
2: hatchet,
0: axe, and saw.
1: Yeah,
2: it's very poignant.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Love it. So the the takeaway from those lyrics, it seems, is uh, we all die, so shut up, kind of.
2: Uh, as a ten-year-old boy looking for, <laughs> looking for answers in this world, I took a little more out of it than that. But yeah, I mean, it was essentially like.
1: Well, I mean, I haven't heard the entire song. I'm no, sure. of course, of yeah. course. But from those lyrics, it sounds like, all right, I'm rich, you're poor, but we're both gonna die. So like,
0: the only way to make us equal would be to cut off my head. Is if
1: you killed me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Now that's cool.
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> You you did church until you graduated high school.
2: Uh roughly yeah, it was around then. Sure.
0: Did you ever feel it?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to mock it or uh, bemoan it any, but I, I, uh, I definitely drank the punch pretty hard. Sure. Uh, right around the end of middle school and then early high school, but that's the exact time to
0: do it because your right. body's already making all those chemicals. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So the idea, like I, as I got a little older, then I started wondering. I'm like am I really feeling it or is it one of those things where I had a hole that I needed filled and that was there and being shoved in my face? So of course I'm going to go into this. And so you start questioning and doubting and, and you, you, you know, you find your own, uh, uh, rut almost if you will for that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's true. I, uh, I always kind of got in my head about whether or not about why I couldn't Why I didn't seem to feel it as much as other kids were like, putting their hands up and Mm -hmm. closing their eyes and like, ah, crying. I'm I'm like, how come I'm not feeling any of that stuff about this? That
0: seems like fun. I want to do
1: that. Yeah. 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 I would, yeah. I could uh, could have probably used it as a teen once or twice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I remember uh, we were at uh, church camp. I think it was Falls Creek. And there was a guy next to me who had been, I mean, really, you could just see it was like it was ripping into him. And he was really feeling it. And that's great. And I, I'm I'm happy for him. He's my friend. But then he turned to me and he made some comment about, like, I can see him in the room. And my brain was like, okay. Like, it's immediately oh, I'm like. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm like, I, it, I don't want to say it divorced me from, like, the feeling of the room and, and the camaraderie of it. But I immediately was like, this is. Yeah. What? This yeah. is culty. Immediately it yeah. started making me feel like this is not. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. I don't like this.
1: Yeah, that's the uh, that's the extreme of feeling it, I find. Sure. People just uh, sound like they're on mushrooms and they're explaining something to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 That'll happen at Falls Creek. Uh, did you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> among other things, do you have any good Falls Creek stories? Oh,
2: absolutely. Actually, I got to tell one today at work. Uh, the thing about Falls Creek, a lot of people make jokes about like, oh, you know, church camp, we got to go you know, finger gore- girls in the bushes and we were doing all these, like, salacious things. And I wasn't one of those dudes. I was a gangly, pimply little nerd, you know, redheaded, you know, ginger that nobody wanted to talk yeah, to.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I laid in my bunk at Falls Creek eating, uh, like, peach rings and listening yes. to the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack, <laughs> yes. which had Nickelback and Aerosmith on it. Yes. Oh,
2: oh, you can't go wrong with some peachos, man. Yes. Peachos are the best. But uh, I remember... My claim to fame, like everybody was trying to, you know, take girls on uh, snow cone dates because they had the really good snow cones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there was that. But my thing is my uh, a friend of mine who just moved into town, uh, he was, he got in trouble in another town and he'd come in and his parents were like, oh, you're going to go to church camp. And he didn't want to do anything but play guitar. And I was a drummer. So we naturally are like, dude, you know any Van Halen? I'm like, dude, you know any Rush? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so whoa. we became oh, like, cool. hell yeah. we immediately became like best friends because neither one of us liked what we were forced to go to do. We didn't want to do church <laughs> camp. We wanted to practice our instruments at home. Love and so it. we're at church camp, and we came up with this whole scheme where he found out that I have, I still to this day have no issue with like eating bugs. I've never had an issue with that. I'll totally do it. Cool. So. What?
0: Okay. What? Well, uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know we got to put the brakes it's, on.
1: It's kind of hitting me a bit later than Alex. Yeah, we've got questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Excuse me about your, Not not to make you feel weird. We just no, please. have 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 a short inquiry about your uh, bug eating preferences, etc. Sure.
0: Eating bugs is something we've brought up a lot on this podcast. Oh wow! Really? Okay. Thing, well, it, it, as a thing that we're all gonna have to do in the future.
2: Okay. Yeah. Sure.
0: And the total. Lack of uh, any qualms about eating a bug mm-hmm. is something I'm viscerally jealous of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's... oh my god, Travis, like... my blood is boiling <laughs> right now. I'm furious at you. I feel like
1: that was maybe a perk in one of the Fallout games. <laughs> I'm so doesn't, fucking jealous. Doesn't mind eating bugs at all. It's
0: so good.
2: I, I should get that Pit boy <laughs> chat, Just too. Like, That's yeah. really good. <laughs> Half a cockroach out of his mouth. I, I love mean... that. <laughs> really good idea for a tattoo like, yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh when you say you would eat you would eat bugs and you don't mind um can uh, let's let's just start with the first of
0: uh, all you're listening to bug chat this is a podcast <laughs> within a podcast
1: <laughs> where yep. we're talking about bugs welcome welcome to the first official episode yes. of, of bug chat bug chat uh, what bugs do you
2: like to eat? Uh, grasshoppers mostly. That's, grasshoppers are good. Well, the thing is, you get the most uh, shock and awe factor from that. I mean, yeah. So yeah, it's they they fly, they jump, they're easy to get, they're everywhere. They're so Wait.
0: fucking muscular. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, let, let's. <laughs> we'll not even get into the that. No. I mean, okay. So muscular, and if you <laughs> want to eat the muscular bugs, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, the thing is, uh, at church camp, what we loved about it is that the uh immediate availability of giant, noisy grasshoppers. Because grass. they've been down there and it's humid around Falls Creek all the time. So these big, nasty grasshoppers. And of course, all the church girls are like, oh my God, get it away from me constantly. So my friend Dak would run up and grab it and he'd be like, I bet you won't eat this. And Dak already knew that I would eat it. <laughs> oh, this <laughs> is a, oh we had a whole, this was a whole wing stand. Man this is a thing. two-man One, con. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And so, oh, it, it gets better. I've oh never disclosed God. this can't to anybody. I you're bug hustling these so, girls. So what would happen is Dak would turn, and it, like, he would wave it around like, look what I've caught. And they're all like, oh my god, I can't believe you're touching that grasshopper. And I was like, I'll eat that thing. And they're like, no, you won't. And so, yeah, 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 I totally will. And Dak would go, you're going to eat this. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. He's like, well, then eat it. I'm like, I'm not going to eat it for free. And he goes, well, I've got a dollar. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to eat it for a dollar, dude. That's ridiculous. And he's like, well, hold on. And he's like, what about $2? I said, $2? No, snow cones are at least five. And he's like, well, does anybody else have any dollars? Like, we got we got to get him you to eat this. You have got to be oh, wow. kidding Straight me. Straight up. We, we did it in a, a heavily populated enough, like, like thoroughfare. Is that the right word? Where, like, there's enough foot traffic where we start gathering a crowd. And I'm not kidding you. Some 30 kids are all sitting there just <laughs> like, that grasshopper is toxic. That thing is huge. It's neon green. There is no way. And I'm like, I will oh, totally eat wow. this thing. And so they're all excited about it. And he's like, all right, well, he's not going to eat it for free. Like, what do you, you want to put? Every, you, if everybody puts in a dollar, like, you'll eat it. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, man, I don't know. Don't chicken out now. And I'm like, uh, okay, let me have it. And so I take it and just immediately bam, bite it in half. And like with $30 in ones in my oh, other hand. Oh, dude, it was the greatest feeling. The problem was somebody bragged about it around like our youth pastor at the no. church. And I I don't want to paraphrase or like misquote. So I'm or excuse me. I don't want to misquote. So I'm just going to paraphrase. He okay. pulled me to the side and was like, what about the Lord's cut? And I had to tithe that $30 that I totally drifted off. The Wait, where ticket. did you get? Who did you put it?
0: I okay please did you put it in a basket did you give it in an, in an envelope to the, co- oh. to no, the no. plate or did you right then hand it to your youth pastor <laughs> no
2: no 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 i uh, at that point i had all the money in my it was up in my bunk and so the next uh <laughs> could the, you make sure this gets to god right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any stamps. Here's three (laughs) dollars. Get it up to God, please. It was funny because I I remember very clearly uh, that like night service we went to. uh, Whenever the collection plate went around, like I remember the pastor like looking down and looking at me, and I'm like, "Yeah, there's your one, two, three, right into the bucket, man." Uh... Yeah, and it was uh, a little disheartening, but I mean, I had twenty seven dollars to spend on snow cones. That's pretty
0: good. Okay, yeah. Only making you give $3 is a pretty good conversation to have.
2: That's what I thought, yeah. I was like, lesson (laughs) learned, cool.
0: not like, did you hustle all those kids out of their bug money? So
2: so did y'all hit the circuit? Did you do other church camps to do this hustle? (laughs) Uh, Sadly, no. Is this the only time that happened? Yeah, it was the only time. I think we also (laughs) did get a pretty stern, like, hey, just because people are dumb and want to give you money to see you suffer, like, you can't, don't do that. I'm like, I wasn't suffering. But you're eating a grasshopper. I'm like, yeah, I don't have any qualms about eating that grasshoppers. That's so
0: fucking good, dude. <laughs> I love that. That's a superpower. That's like, oh, that,
1: Is that one of the spiritual gifts? Uh, I...
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the fruit of the spirit that's the highest in protein. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you got... Um... Uh,
0: grace, you got peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and
2: bugs. Eating bugs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Turning invisible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> one of the uh, one of the other neat- extra HP. Yeah. <laughs> one of the other neat things that I've I've picked up on doing that. Um, I do a lot of manual labor, like running shovels sometimes, and and uh, construction, just cool. different, you know, working man things. I don't know. I don't really like the connotation of that, but it's what keeps getting like thrown at me. Um, and the thing that I like is sometimes like when you're digging a hole to put like a transformer in or conduit for electrical line or whatever, you'll find grubs. Yeah. And the best is when no. Go... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go on. Oh, Please. That was a lot of mixed signals. Sorry. <laughs>
0: I, that was uh, my heart. And then <laughs> my brain as a podcaster reminded me that you have to continue. Yes.
2: No. Yes. So you the...
1: forgot this was not a normal conversation. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. So the, uh, the thing is what's really neat is if like, uh, the guys that I work with, it's not that they're squeamish, but I forget that, like, the idea of immediately eating a grub will send people sometimes to, like, retching. Yeah. So one of the cool things is, like, we'll be digging, and I'm, like, on hands and knees, because I don't have to make, like, gigantic holes, but I need to make it where a conduit can make it through. Yeah. And so I'm on my yeah, you know, sure. chest sometimes, laying on the ground, digging, and I'll find a grub, and one of my favorite tricks, a, a bit almost, is that I will grab the grub with my fingers, make sure that it doesn't have any dirt on it, turn to the guy next to me and go, Hey, did you want this? And... <laughs>
3: And,
2: uh, and, and, and every time, they look at me like, dude, no. And then I just go straight to the mouth, no! chewing, chewing, and then go right back to digging. And they're just, what? Uh, uh, and they just start losing it every time. Travis ate a grub. And like the guys that have seen it are like, yeah, he'll do that. Like, Leave him alone. Man,
0: this <laughs> rules. Okay, I... We're not done with this. Okay, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, okay, when was the... I'm so fucking jealous. Because th- we were talking about this, I think, maybe last episode, uh, how we wanted to eat the bugs from The Lion King.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, that's where... Is it, that where you learned it? For me, I was like, what? We can just do this? And so I talked to my uncle, who was a Green Beret, and he's like, oh, yeah, we were trained to <laughs> eat. Like, <laughs> wow, you went...
1: You went to exactly the right adult yeah. to find the out that this is okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Only adult. Right? There are... Oh, my God. Okay,
1: sorry. I'm so... Holy
0: shit. <laughs> Ooh, i'm so
2: i'm so it emotional was, about this it's one of those things where like i remember like looking back at it now through the eyes of like an adult i remember how excited he was and it, now i'm realizing it was because he found like someone he could talk about it to. yeah where he's like i have done it and i don't mind and you don't mind either and it was just like you could tell he was like yeah i'll show you which ones and i was like what okay Whoa. and so we went out to the backyard and he was how like old? uh i was probably 11 Maybe twelve? So much
1: older wow. than I thought. That's such an that's such a less impressionable age than say seven. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I was I was like probably like six is probably when yeah, you can do yeah, that with no consequences. But yeah. you had the wit okay, continue with the story, sorry.
2: Oh yeah, no, so uh so my uncle uh he would just be like yeah you can you know look for these and make sure like if they're really bright like you don't want to mess with those cuz that usually means they have poison or something you know that'll get your stomach all messed up and then uh like we talked about it cuz I mean we didn't have google he couldn't show me pictures of bugs so he like <laughs> we just described like certain things and then I was like yeah okay cool and then grasshoppers were the first thing i could find and i tried earthworms but they're full of dirt and like it's not you don't yeah, want to eat yeah they dirt. eat it all day yeah exactly it's like
1: it's-, it's like a dirt foie gras <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Wow, yeah. You
1: you don't Uh, see her a worm.
0: You gotta, like...
1: Speaking of which, (laughs) check out my metal band, Dirt Foy Gras on Bandcamp.
0: You gotta, like, put the worm up to your mouth and then (laughs) blow the dirt out of it.
2: You know, I never thought about that. It's like
0: deveining a shrimp.
2: It makes the fart noise. Okay, so... (laughs) Oh, Oh, a big old juicy
0: worm. Oh, almost forgot. Here's... Ah, uh, nice and clean.
1: <laughs> do they taste good, or do you right. just not mind them?
2: Um, it's mostly that I don't mind. That's something I, I've learned in, in most things. I've just like, oh, stuff that I don't care for. It's a minor annoyance. I'm like, I can just turn my brain off until that's gone, and then I can go back to caring. And sure. that regards to pain. I mean, in regards to things that frustrate me. Uh, but, and it's probably unhealthy to put stuff in boxes, but I take it out of the boxes. I don't leave them on the shelf. Come on. Okay. And so it's one of those deals where like, uh, I think that was also something that I learned really early on where I'm like, okay, so, uh, to keep bug chat alive, um, grasshoppers primarily eat grass as you would think. Mm -hmm. So they taste like really crummy salad. Like that's just like, huh. it just tastes like shitty salad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like kind of old salad because why it's not like the refrigerated. So it's just going to taste like really old nasty salad, but it's, that's it. It's really not that bad. Now the thing is there's also nerve endings and all that fun that's stuff. The thing. So you'll get like a leg and it's stuck in your teeth and it's still kind of like sitting there scratch right. at you. And that's so you. Worrisome. You get me. a snow cone and you go about your day. It's, it's not so bad. I mean, you just
1: have a chaser ready. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So what was the first thing you learned how to do this with? I was a grasshopper for sure. No, no, no. I mean compartmentalized to power through something.
2: Oh, the temperature when it's like too cold. Uh, I was born in Los Angeles and so like it's 70 degrees and it may be cloudy 20 days out of the year. And uh, Mm -hmm. then we moved to uh, Northwest Oklahoma. What what age? uh, I was nine. Okay. And I got to experience like an actual winter Mm -hmm. and uh, I remember just being miserable but I loved the hoodie that I was wearing and I didn't like the jacket that my mom had got me to wear over it. And I was like, I don't need that jacket. I don't like that jacket. And so she's like, you're going to be cold. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And so I'm like this frustrated, like I'll show you. And of course I'm cold, but I start realizing, I'm like, it's just my body telling. And then around the time, you know, the matrix comes out, I start realizing, I'm like, <sighs> oh, it is all just like, you know, physical. Or it's a uh, uh, manifestations uh, of electrical impulses, you know, interpreted by your brain. And so like, oh, I can just ignore that I'm feeling cold and I'm fine. And like, as you start making it through that stuff and then you start learning like, Oh, I totally smashed my finger in this door. It hurts, but I don't need to cry because I don't feel it. And you just move on. It's crazy. You just talk yourself out of feeling stuff. Sometimes. I mean, you can't always, but but like, yeah, 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 sure. But like
1: physical stuff.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, it works really well at the gym because yeah, hell yeah, it hurts, but eh, we'll get, we'll deal with that, that later. You know, like I'll come back to this pain in a minute. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. 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 In that respect, I get it a little bit. Sure. As, as far as being cold,
1: I have not mastered that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you poisoned yourself on any
2: bugs? Great question. Uh, I have not knowingly. I mean, I I think there was a time I had a Katie did. I want to say eighth grade that I, I was pretty queasy for like the rest of the day. Yeah. And who knows? Pesticides? I don't know. Whatever I ingested. Uh, but I, I do know there have been a few moments where I'm like, eh. Uh, and grubs sometimes are uh, slimier than you would expect. Yeah, sure. And that whole, you know, slimy yet satisfying. No. Timon. No. Sorry, buddy. this this
1: it's a, it's, a no on slime.
2: Yeah, this human gullet is not. Uh, I mean, if I have to and the money's right, sure. Sure. Yeah. But. <laughs> <sighs> uh.
0: So. Uh. After high school, uh, sure. yeah. <laughs> spiritually, where'd you go?
2: Uh, spiritually, after high school, I I think one of the big things, and um, I'm totally down to talk about all this. Uh, the The thing is, like I I remember uh, getting pestered quite a bit about where I was at in my walk with God. Like the the youth pastor, uh, he was great, dude. I, I still to this day, you know, good guy, um, good. Shepherd for a flock and, and good in keeping people and talking to everybody and making it very inclusive. It was really good. That's good. Um, but I remember we had uh, a mission trip to come down to Oklahoma City, uh, specifically to like help. I think we were, I want to say we were helping build or rebuild an apartment complex somewhere in, in town. And I don't remember where it was. We were from Woodward and I, I don't know exactly where we were here, but um, in Oklahoma City. But I remember on the ride down, it was around the age that I was really into just putting on my headphones picking an album that I wanted to listen to and staring out the window while you're moving down the road. It just, that's what I've always loved doing. And uh, I remember I had uh hemispheres by rush was on in my uh, discman. And as we're, you know, making our way to Oklahoma city, we're about half an hour outside of town. And he gets up and starts, you know, moving about the cabin and talking and checking in with everybody. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, he's like, what are you, you know, like, what are you listening to? You seem really intent. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, you know, just, I'm kind of studying this music in this, this message that I really enjoy. And he's like, Oh, what is it? You know? Cause he's wanting to, you know, talk and, and, uh, discuss that. And I, I was like, Oh, it's rush there. You know, this Canadian band. He goes, Oh, I, I know who Rush is," And the, he kind of, there's a darkness over his face. And I was like, not really sure what, cause I could tell that I had hit a button and I, I'm like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm, I'm just sitting here, enjoying this pretty standard music. Yeah. It's uh-huh. not, you know, anything insane. And, uh, and he, I remember he he looked really disappointed, which hurt. And then he told me that uh, he felt it was inappropriate for me to be listening to that on the way to a mission trip. And I was huh. quite downtrodden because it was someone I looked up to. Yeah. And uh, I remember thinking, I'm like, they're not swearing in the music. They're not downplaying, you know, spirituality or anything like that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it seemed very confusing. And I I don't think I ever really uh, recovered is not the right word. I think I just I started to realize that. Uh, The boundaries for some are not necessarily the boundaries for all. And you have to really step back and go, what is it that I'm getting from this person's interpretation of spirituality versus what is it that I need? You know, you start uh, identifying the things that you uh, need to feel whole and and feel like you're contributing and versus what they're trying to do. And it it I don't know that conversation really it spun me in a direction away from a lot of organized uh, ideas for those sorts of things, because. It, it might make sense for them, and they get up and they they talk to their people. But I don't really necessarily agree with some of that, and I don't feel right sitting there and and, and nodding along like so many sheep. I mean, I, I don't mean anything negative by it, but it does at some point start to feel like, well, I don't necessarily agree with all the stuff that guy's yeah. saying. So I, right. I kind of I, I peeled away a little bit. I could talk. Sorry, I don't want to just no, sit no and worries. ramble. Yeah.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I I had this happen to me. Uh, for you, it was for you, it was a Rush CD. For me, it was the Pokemon Game Boy games. Oh wow! Uh, I, I'm not I'm not a big Pokemon fan or anything. I I, I played the games everybody played. Sure. And uh, but but I remember there was some kind of uh, there was a televangelist or uh, Billy Graham or somebody mm-hmm. uh, who. Uh, did a sermon about how Pokemon is evil actually, and my parents heard it and they mm-hmm. tried to, and they they tried to take it away from us, but uh, we never we never really fought them on anything. But my mm-hmm. brother and I unionized to fight back. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and and our and our message was clear and consistent. It was just this isn't hurting anyone. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. This is fine. Like I I don't feel compelled to worship the devil or whatever. Right, yeah. yeah.
2: And it was it was kinda neat for me because I remember uh it almost empowered my love of that band because all of a sudden it was I was already in a spot where I wanted to find other people that I could have this philosophical like awakening with where I'm like, look at the stuff that he's talking about, yeah. look at these lyrics, and there's so much more than just like, Oh my heart got broke, Ugh. which I like that music, but as a starving for any sort of philosophy, thirteen year old, fourteen year old, like that was Everything that I yeah. needed. And mm-hmm. so I was I remember trying to talk to my friends. I'm like, oh, you gotta check out 2112. Yeah. There's this whole thing, and like there's a story, and there's more to it than just pop song. And yeah, I, this I'm, was
1: your intro to the concept album. Yeah, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, it's huge. And so I was loving all this different stuff. And of course, they are like, Oh, I don't like the way he sings, and oh, he sounds he sounds like a wizard. And I'm like, that's the
1: yes. <laughs> that's you why heart? it's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. so
2: nice. And so I remember um, my friends all didn't like it, and so I kind of felt like Rush was my special secret that i kind of had to myself and it became kind of a a, a salve where i could just i could have a bad day with my friends or feeling you know uh ostracized and alienated at school and my peers but i could come home and i could have find solace in that music and then this authoritarian figure was also telling me like hey i don't think it's right that you're listening to that and i'm immediately just like you know what fuck this like all of this and it's it's
0: so funny that rush was your big rebellion
2: yeah exactly yeah 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 and they its looking now. I'm like they're so nerdy, and yeah. I love it. I love everything about that band. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've transitioned perfectly into Toon Talk with this. It's time for oh, Toon tune talk. Tune talk. All right, buckle down. We're going to get into some Toon
1: Talk right now. Welcome to Toon Talk, the uh, part of the, the part of the podcast where we talk Toon. Uh, Travis, uh, you want to keep talking about Rush? You want to pick an album? Absolutely. You want to talk about it? What? Uh, give us uh, the Rush album that you think has the most Christian adjacent message, or like? Oh, okay. Let me try the again. Most what's, what's the most what's the most Christian Rush album oh, available? Man, yeah. That's
2: a oof. I would say I know there are a lot of references to spirituality in uh, some of their 90s material. Mm-hmm. Uh but I know that's that's more of a like we man that like is a like that's a, a really good question.
0: Roll the Bones is a pretty spiritual song. Yeah,
2: I was yeah, that it really is, truly. That's why I was yeah. going to say a lot yeah. of their 90s stuff really plays into that. Um there's even a um uh, there's a there's a really good song on I think it's Snakes and Arrows where he talks about um, like I I don't I don't have faith in faith and I don't believe in belief. You can call me faithless uh, but I still cling to hope and I believe in love and that's faith enough for me. And it's like, dude, you're saying fucking everything with that. Like, it nails that line and it, I don't know, it's always been really good. I've always, I've always uh, enjoyed his, uh, the openness to any of it. Anything that's, uh, that's, aiming to, uh, make us feel downtrodden or belittled or like, you're not, you know, you know you're not spiritual enough for this. Right. Uh, he's always been pretty good of like, you know, just step away from it. You don't have to combat it. Yeah. It's, it's an endless tide. You'd never you don't win need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just step away from it. It's, it's always been really cool.
1: We S- want to chat about snakes and
2: arrows. Oh, uh, we could. Sure. Absolutely.
1: Is that what, what
0: album makes you feel the most spiritual?
2: Oh man. Oof. The one that really I would say opens me up the most. Yeah. Would probably be Hold Your Fire, but that's where I'm at like right now. I mean, it, with with a Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right now is where we're at, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh let's uh let's just start. Uh
1: We're we're going to start with Force 10 from the album. Oh, hell yeah. Hold Your Fire by Rush. There's some bangers on there. See, I, I really only know the hits I know way less than both of you So I uh, I'm looking forward to this I love that drum
0: effect The jackhammer? Yeah, it's, it's really so good,
1: good. bass is really cool
0: This is a perfect uh, 1980s driving at night Absolutely, yes.
2: Or maybe even like an angry dance scene. Yes. He actually he references uh, we're uh, active in the night like uh, or like dancing girls in the the night. He talks about it in a second. It's great.
1: to me Rush has always felt like one of those impossible bands
2: because they've their body of work is so large yep that's why when you're asking me that question I'm like man there's like 20 yeah. plus albums I could yeah. run through y- you really, really have I to go it. through
1: the Rolodex <laughs> for it yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Could you turn it up just a little bit? How about that? Yeah.
1: Up next the we- thing
0: about all these songs is they're so long and they've all got so many movements. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. If you Ugh.
1: if you know any good spots on a particular one that oh, you, sure. that yeah, you yeah. need for us to come visit let us know yeah just tell me up next we have Time Stands Still yeah with guest vocals Time Stands
0: Still is one of my favorites Yep. Amy I always forget that Amy Amy Mann is
1: on this
2: oh this This is I didn't
0: know that that was Amy Mann
2: for a young teen boy this is the first love song that I ever was like I get it yeah this is the one that okay (laughs) yeah I was like oh my god this song gave you puberty Yeah. yeah a little bit yeah
0: Rush does such a good job sounding like whatever decade it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without ever stopping sounding like Rush. Because exactly. this is 80s. This sounds yeah. like the 80s. Yeah. But so it still sounds like Rush as hell.
2: It's weird. The older I get, the more I'm into like 80s pop. Yeah. Like radio. It doesn't have to be like good. It's just I love that sound. There's oh, like, like the, yeah. uh, the aesthetic of it. Yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah. I'm a big fan of The Fix. Like, there's a bunch of weird 80s fans that I'm like, oh my God, I love this.
1: all that percussion sounds like it's recorded in a cave see i i'm glad you've chosen this album for us to dig into because uh there's a lot of there's a lot of little like tasty notes i'm getting uh that remind me of well vaporwave now yeah yeah Yeah. same sort of reverb-y
2: uh roomy abandoned mall kind of vibe Yeah. yeah Yeah, I've always been a big fan of his snare sound on this album too. because There's a big crack. So like back yeah. when the 80s snares was like, Doo! Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're recorded in a cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Love it. Yeah, you're right. That snare sound. It's almost a, like a wood block with a bunch of reverb on it. Yeah, yeah.
2: I've always loved that line. All these wounds that I can't get unwound. Like it's just... Oh, that's it's good. Just real good, fun twist on the... Damn. Yeah. Good wordplay. Good yeah. wordplay. Oh, yeah. On the
3: captain.
2: Yeah, there's ship a ship runs
0: aground.
2: I could wait until the tide comes around. And I
0: can wait until the tide comes around.
2: Yeah, that's the thing that I loved about Rush is that, like, even in that little song, like, he's admitting he's like, you know, I could, I could do these different things and be upset. Like, a captain who's on a ship, I'm the owner. Like, I run this ship, but it's run aground. Like, well, I can be upset about that, or I can wait until the tide comes around. And then you're just like, Fuck! Like as a kid, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's like Uh, every song. uh, And so when people are like, "That's good advice," yeah, people are like, "Rush is dumb." I'm like, "You're dumb," and I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's perfectly fine with me. Hey, I have a question. Sure. Did
1: the the Chipmunks? Did Alvin and the Chipmunks ever do a Rush cover?
0: No, there's no slowed down one we could. But here's what I will say to you, Heath Getty Lee, high voice gentleman. I think if you were to slow down a Rush song. You would get
2: a normal voice
0: gentleman. A normal voice gentleman <laughs> on a real goth track.
2: <laughs> real typo negative. Yeah. Yeah. Bass heavy. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Anything off Vapor Trails just, like slowed down. Just a real mm. chopped and
1: screwed Oof. rush album. Oh mm. my god. I think it would be weirdly very good. I don't the, know.
2: The what I mmm Ghost Rider is what keeps popping on my mind to slow down. But the thing is, like that's such an emotion heavy song. Where like oh man, woof, um, but yeah no. Uh, in regards to do we want to stay in this album or do we want to f- fiddle around a little? What are you thinking?
1: Well, since we've got an expert here, mm-hmm. let's let's hop around. Okay, Let's let's, yeah. let's pick the tracks you like. Let's just make this a survey. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we don't have
2: to do a. You're right. Yeah. So if you want to, yeah, just yeah. So the, track, so sure. so the
1: goal today is not to rate. It's just to. Uh, visit and to educate yeah sort of take us through okay yeah so where are we headed now
0: and uh travis as someone whose favorite band is also a 20 album band (laughs) i
2: understand the pressure you're under and don't feel obligated to get us through all of it no i of course not no and and the thing is like with rush i mean i've i've attempted and failed so many times to connect with people in regards to this band it's kind of nice whenever anybody's like wait there are bands that talk like this and like have philosophical angles that aren't all about like, let's do a ton of drugs or let's like live completely in the moment and not pay attention to anybody else, but ourselves. Like, yeah, there's totally bands like that. They're like the Aesop rock of rock bands. Yeah.
1: Aesop rap. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Is rush
2: (laughs) ASOP Aesop Aesop rap. rap. (laughs) (laughs) I can neither confirm or deny. (laughs) (laughs) Xanadu! Just wanted to get Aesop Rock saying Xanadu. (laughs) Oh, let's see. As far as spirituality goes, I mean, I know uh, a lot of the stuff on Vapor Trails uh, is... it's it's,
0: one off Vapor Trails?
2: uh, Let's go with uh, Ghost Rider for now, because that's... Or uh, even One Little Victory, whichever one you want to do. I mean, One Little Victory has a lot of... uh, a lot of philosophical attack to it. Let's uh let's start with one little victory because that comes before Ghost Rider on sure. Vapor
1: Trails. So here's one little victory. Drums from Trails. Drums. Trials. Drums.
0: Woo. Wow. It sounds like the it sounds like Ballroom Blitz. Oh, now it doesn't Whoa! Ooh. What year is this from? Uh, this is 04 I knew it 02, excuse me, 02 Here's how I knew 02, confirmed yeah. Yeah. Is because you can tell that by the time this song came out, new metal had happened
2: Oh yeah, 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 absolutely You know, the, the mix of the drums, the attack yep. of everything, yeah, for sure People tend to downplay new metal as something that didn't change music
1: for, like, a decade. Oh, it big time absolutely changed. absolutely absolutely yes. I Absolutely, yes. Like, I feel like music snobs will, like, dismiss the genre as kind of like a flash in the pan or something. Like, it didn't define Christian
0: music for a decade.
1: No, yeah. Every Christian yeah. band was a new metal band for <laughs> 15 years. <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah, I think uh, the first wave of, like, new metal, like, that came through around this time... Uh, the songwriting quality was kind of, eh, but the yeah. mixing, like all of a sudden, made this huge impact. It's like, oh, you want really dirty guitars, yeah, and then you want the cleanest drums you can have live, almost like just yeah. clean drums, and that that really changed a lot of stuff.
0: That guitar is so cool.
2: those fucking ah in the background yeah um this song is kind of interesting because it was the um i mean i could go into all of it but like uh this is the first song that came out after neil's uh daughter and wife passed yeah and so it was like the first thing like for him to come back and be like i am still capable of being this person that i was and he's still capable of having one little victory like that's the idea okay just said the greatest i can be wow Uh, so like some of the lyrics in it, um, and I, I, man, I could nerd about this all day. But That's like, why you're here. Right? Thanks. He says, um, earlier in the song, excuse me, he says uh, a certain degree of surrender to the forces of light and heat, uh, a shot at satisfaction, and a willingness to risk defeat, where it's like, I could lose, but I could win, and I'm totally going to do that. And every like little victory is enough for me to keep going to the next thing. Because he's feeling like suicidal and having a lot of really hard time with what life has given him. And so he's like, I can step back and lose, or I can chase after the every little happy moment, one every little victory that I get, yeah, and step on that to the next thing. Stack them, yeah, stack them together. Exactly. They don't have to be big moments; they can be little things. That makes sense to me. I'm gonna try a new way to
1: turn the music off.
2: Oh, no Great. noise! Great.
1: Great, great 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 that works so i don't have to move the volume anymore
2: so i don't have to remember where it is every time i just want to apologize to getty lee for speaking over those Ooh, but it might so reset
0: sorry. every time you plug it back in
1: my phone does that it does not nice boom they might be giants had a lot of that according to you the the sort of staying the course sort of yeah theme that uh, in in their songwriting
3: yeah
0: a lot of their songs are just about not dying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very important, not yeah. dying. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's, uh, well, that's one little victory, though, if, yeah. we're, if we're to borrow sure. to borrow a phrase. Uh, huh. um, so,
2: up next. If you want to, I can give you notes on this before we get into it so that it's a little... Please do. So I'm not talking over it. Yeah, Ghost Rider. Um, so with Ghost Rider, uh, it's interesting because Neil was famous for uh, kind of secluding himself from um, the spotlight and the, and the fame of being you know, this rock and roll drummer. And uh, so what he used to do, uh, he would get on a BMW 1200 uh, GS motorcycle. It's my dream bike. Uh, he would get on one of those and he would drive from show to show by himself on his motorcycle just as a way to get away from all the noise and the fanfare and the insanity. And so he would just find his own little solitude and solace uh, or excuse me, solace and solitude uh, by being out and away from all of that. And then, of course, uh, whenever his... Uh, daughter got into a car wreck and then his wife succumbed to cancer within a year. Uh, he was kind of left in this position of like, I'm the, I don't have family anymore. I have my parents, but I've got this band, but I don't want to touch an instrument. And he's like, I, I remember there's a book that he put out that was really good. And it's uh it's called ghostwriter uh, travels on the healing road where he's talking about how he's faced with all this and he didn't really know what to do. And he even admits in the early part of the book, he goes, I could easily go hide in my house. I could find, you know, some rest in the bottom of a bag of drugs but it's no, it's a fun escape but it's no life and i know that's not what i'm meant to be doing i can be doing so much more with my time and and trying to heal myself so i'm going to go and do the one thing that i know that i can do and that's at least stay upright on a motorcycle so he yeah. goes and gets on this motorcycle and he starts making his way down the road and uh and i thought that was a monologue from wild hogs <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's uh, John Travolta. There's Be- only one wild hog <laughs> in my heart. It's Neil Peart. Neil Peart, absolutely. Uh, so the thing is, uh, in the book, he he talks about how like he's frustrated and mad at the world for you know fucking him over and all these different things, and and he's running into to traffic and everything that you'd run into as a normal person on the road, but he's still carrying all of this guilt and upset and grief over you know the loss of his family mm-hmm. and uh, so that's part of the lyrics in ghost rider uh, to get back to that he's one of the first lines is you know pack up all those phantoms and shoulder that invisible load uh because that's where this thing is like you have to move to stay alive but you also have to carry all that with you and it can be really hard because you can't just ignore and turn your back on that. I mean, it was his daughter, like his child, right. his yeah. wife. Like it's
1: yeah, whatever he'd have to do to be able to wouldn't be healthy,
2: right? Exactly. And so, um, a lot of it's it's kind of neat how the the songs change. And Rush has always been really good about that. Uh, one of the choruses is like, uh, "Shadows on the road behind, shadows on the road ahead. Uh, nothing can stop you now. Nothing can stop you now." And then like as the song progresses, it's it only he only says shadows on the road behind and then sunset on the road ahead like nice. he changes to where exactly real subtle okay. little change of like you're you know you're progressing through this grief you're progressing down the road and you're able to you know not deny their existence you know that the phantoms and the the grief and the the stress are still there but they're in the rear view like they're yeah. with you but they're behind you and you're you're making your way away from all of that and that's and that has always really resonated uh, strongly with me. And I, this is one of those songs that I have to be hesitant on, like where I'm at mentally. If I'm like, I can listen to it, that's fine. But if I'm in a way and it comes on, I'm just oh. like, oh, oh y- yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: like, a danger song. You, you
0: can't yeah.
2: remember
1: Neil's tough life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not when you're having a bad time. I yeah, understand. I get it. Yeah. So let's uh, let's listen to Ghostwriter. I love how he sings invisible load though. That was insane yeah. foul work. Yeah.
3: Invisible
1: load. Here's what I want Getty. Here's what I want Getty Lee to do. Cover Mariah Carey songs. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh. I think it would be good. I think it would be pretty good. Oh man. This you don't you guys don't want to hear Getty Lee sing fantasy? Oh, I was going Christmas with it. I was thinking oh. emotions. <laughs> wow. There are three kinds of people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy, <laughs>
2: Christmas, <laughs> and oceans. It's, it's, I think I, I represent the, the person who doesn't know Mariah Carey's body of work. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This is so good. It's so evocative of, you know, the open road.
2: Yeah. You,
1: you guys are right. This is two decades later than Hold Your Fire. Yeah. It still sounds like Rush, but it doesn't sound the same as old Rush. I don't know. Right, right, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's fun. There's like, uh, there's whole arguments on Rush boards of like the 70s fans versus the, you know, Rocks right. fans versus the 80s and so on. And it's like, guys, yeah. it's. It's all the same three dudes. Yeah, can just
1: come on. Yeah, we can do this. In the in the Rush fandom, the four houses of Hogwarts are the decade you listen to Rush in.
2: I want that tattooed on my arm. Like that's really good. I love that. Wow. I would write. I would write that short tonight. Like I would yeah. easily like plan it all out. Sorting hat. Like yeah. I got seventies. You're a seventies no. Rush guy. <laughs> oh, my dad was an eighties Rush guy. I can't believe this.
1: <laughs> We're gonna have nothing in common.
0: I have never been on a They Might Be Giants board. I'm messing up. (laughs) I bet there's feuds between people on the three decades those guys have been together.
1: Oh, yeah. You don't just make that much work and everybody agree on how good it is.
2: Yeah. What is it? What do they call it? Is it Pledge Week? Whenever you're going to a frat house?
1: Yeah. 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 Isn't
2: there a Rush Week of that?
1: Yeah, there is. There's a a parallel somewhere in there. So, yeah, yeah, Rush rush Week, I think, is... uh, When they're trying to make you join the fraternity and the pledge week is when you've already been allowed to Oh and now they get to be And now they get to haze you. That's why I
2: got I didn't ever make it in. I thought Rush Week was rush rush week. Rush is no (laughs) hazing,
1: pledge week is one hundred percent hazing. Right, right, of course. That makes sense.
2: All right, so that was Ghost Rider. Do we wanna do wanna tackle the pass? Hit it oh dude okay um before we get into the pass, uh the pass is tough for me because it's easily their most uh for me emotional song uh i resonate or excuse me i i connect a lot with like the first half of this song um it is entirely and you know listener be warned it is entirely about uh being a teen ostracized by your peers and struggling with depression and suicide uh, and and all of that that comes with that, and and being angry at how like you're not getting the world that you wanted, and you're not getting, you know, nothing seems fair, and, and you're struggling with all these different things. Uh, it's it's really tough. I mean, the, right out of the gate, you know, proud swagger out of the schoolyard, waiting for the world's applause. Like you, mm-hmm. you're this teen, and you're like, I'm I'm mail, I'm nailing it. Like I know what I'm doing in this world, and I know what's important. And then you're just you're not getting what the feedback you wanted, and it feels weird because you're trying to be this adult and you're trying to make your way in the world and uh i don't know it's weird every time i listen to it i i can remember being that kid i don't feel like i'm that kid anymore that's thankfully uh but i remember having a lot of these feelings and and it makes me I, i weep i'm always moved to some degree whenever i listen because it's it it's evocative of those feelings that i did have and i wish i could talk to that kid and be like dude hey it gets better. Like it's okay.
1: Yeah, you feel less alone retroactively. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: absolutely. Yeah. It can be a, a really strange experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially I don't know. I I didn't go to public school until sixth grade, which oh, sure. is a sixth grade's a poor intro to public school. Yeah. yeah okay. be, Man, absolutely. Ooh, boy. That's a it's a tough year to slide in. Do you want the remastered version or the
2: Oh remastered's fine. We are going back to nineteen eighty nine though, so this is a little bit uh, back into that 80s wheelhouse.
1: Okay, wonderful. The Pass. We're going with the remastered version. Uh. We'll do this song and two more. So go ahead and tailor your picks accordingly. Sure. Yeah, this song could be a Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. If it was a less ironic movie, I think this would be in it.
2: Yeah.
0: there's a little bit of noise on the microphone just now. Is because my headphones fell off, and then my hair got caught in the headphones. And oh, while I was putting them on, my beard got caught in the headphones. It was good pratfall work. I
1: watched it all unfold, listener. I wasn't. Once again. Oh, this is good. I I love really ruby sounding '80s stuff. Yeah, oh, absolutely,
0: baby. Yeah.
1: Love it. So here's how little I know. Does Neil Pert write all the songs? Mm-hmm. Yes. The lyrics, yeah, all yeah. the lyrics. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe I've been told that before and forgot, but that does make sense. It's probably going to be a Neopert biopic at some point. I think right now Tom
2: Hanks has the first cast choice for that. God, wow. Right? Oh, like, oh is there something being worked on? Oh, no, 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 no. It's just as soon as you said oh, that, I was like, oh. Oh, you're fan casting. Oh, okay. here's my 100%. Pitch.
0: Here's my pitch for Neil Parrott. Ready? Mike Myers.
2: I hate you so much. No, uh, listen. You, please, please He's convince Canadian? me. Canadian. Yep.
0: He's the same age. Okay, yeah. Great at character work. Yeah. Comfortable in prosthetics. You're losing it. You're like, what? He's, no. he's comfortable in the prosthetics oh, required I, to do a Neil Kurt. That's
2: true. That's true. I, face. I don't know. I I feel like Neil is one of the least um, physically emotional people. Like he's, he's not very yeah. Evocative. He's not very expressive. Yeah, expressive. Yeah, that's the word.
0: I think that this would be in my in my. Perfect world. This is Mike Myers finally making his dramatic turn. (laughs) I think you'd say it's his
2: final work. No, (laughs) this is ends on it.
0: He. It is a movie just about Neil Peart (laughs) and just about him dealing with the grief of his wife and daughter, and it's Mike Myers. Man, he has to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Mm. He has to convey grief through the eyes of a guy who doesn't convey emotion. That's the ultimate acting challenge.
2: That would be really tough. That's a lot of, a lot of hoop to jump through. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, this, think, you th- think Myers that's, could do it?
1: That's the only... Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to be Mike Myers. I, was, <laughs> I, I wanted to bring another one. I was going to say Michael Shannon. Okay. <sighs> Okay. I just love Michael Shannon though. I, I just like Michael Shannon. Yeah. But I think I think he I think he has that sort of uh, re- lack of physical
2: I mean. Uh, I realize right. the listener can't see oh, this. Wow. But let's talk about how oh. similar current Tom Hanks looks like current Cur- Neil Peart. Neil Yeah, you're right. Uncanny. Wow.
1: Uh Alex, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I you do got... I, I look I I want to live in the world that <laughs> where Mike Myers gets to play our friend Neil, but Tom Hanks looks like our buddy Neil. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Look, I know. Like, just like, just like, the, just like each other. Mm. It's like Will Ferrell and the drummer from, uh, red hot. Oh, Chili absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. That's exactly yeah. That, that. Actually, that yeah. level
2: of similar. Yeah. I could totally see that. The only thing that I would be worried about is, uh, Tom Hanks, excellent actor. He needs to act excellent, l- less low excellent. Key. Yeah, he needs to low-key it. To, uh, yeah, I was trying to bend words there. I feel like he's got the range to do it. I, I think, think so. so, yeah. Absolutely. What's next? Uh, I think we should go with, uh, you suggested earlier, Roll the Bones. I think that's a good one. Yeah. To kind of get it back to spirituality and the ideas uh, therein. Uh, the idea of one of the big themes that, uh, through the song is, and through the entire album, is, uh, you know, like, why are we here? And the answer to that is in the chorus. It's because, because we're, here, we're here. So roll the bones. Like go try stuff. Figure it out. Like dive shit in. or get off the pot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Roll the bones. Yeah.
1: All right, here's the remastered roll the oh, bones. And there's
2: also the cringiest rap oh. bridge of all time. Oh well <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh... <laughs> we'll
0: discuss the rap bridge.
1: <laughs> we'll get there.
2: Because you gotta remember this came out in the early 90s, right when hip hop Which is was... why it sounds like Huey Lewis. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yes. Because this was their big hit on the on the album.
0: Heath, can you, can you turn it up a little bit again? I think this needs to be the one If they don't take that game, and sometimes
3: winner takes nothing. We draw our
1: So this isn't the first time we've played "Roll the Bones" on this podcast. True. Oh wow! That's okay. true. nice. Um, the yeah. there's no real like serendipitous story there or anything. Yeah, we were just um, we were talking with Griffin and uh, we put it on for a segment. Uh huh. Um, and we just ended up browsing the Burger King subreddit and forgot to turn it off. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: What do you mean it's not serendipitous? That's perfect. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Some bones were rolled.
0: Because it I just Because it happened. Roll the bones. Roll the bones.
1: I think we almost listened to the entire thing. <laughs> and and said, Oops, Roll the Bones is still on and we turned it off.
0: Oh, we listened to it more than one time. I know because the rap break came up a couple of times.
1: Oh, it was like three times. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm, I love that synth right
2: there. I've always liked that lyric, Who would hold the price on the heads of innocent children if there is some immortal power to control the dice? Whoa. And then like... He talks about it a little more in the song, and he's like, "There's a reason it's happening. Like, we have to like, we have to take do our side of it too. It's it's nice. That's awesome. I love this uh, dice god that Neil has invented. Thank you, Dice
1: God.
0: Round the bones. <laughs> it's just so groovy. Really heavy this bass one, work. Yeah. Yes.
2: So
1: good. It's the nineties, acoustic guitars are back. Yep. Briefly Because it
2: So is this the only song Getty Lee raps on? Holy shit, what a good question. I think so. Yeah, I mean it, wait. You'd have to I mean how do you want to define rap? But yes, I would I would say as much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I would personally say that there's a difference between
1: rapping and toxic.
2: Oh, yeah. No, they not only rap, they distort his voice for this. It's coming up right here. Here
3: it is.
1: It sounds like Blood Orange.
3: (laughs) Wow.
1: Wow. I've at least listened to this three times. Not counting this time. But that's blood
2: orange. Insane. And just when you think
0: they're done. Verse two. Oh. It's so funny that they put two rap breaks
1: in. Getty came back, back for, for seconds. seconds. Oh, yeah.
2: You thought I was done spitting bars? Oh, my
1: favorite there. she That's cool. a thousand
2: saxophones. So good. So good. The
0: knight has a thousand saxophones. Yes. Yeah.
2: So go kick ass. Like, it's just good. Yeah. yeah. Just look, it's
0: badass. Yeah. They're just a perfect mix of self-aware and unironic. Yeah, in a way that I've never
1: seen replicated. Yeah, absolutely. It's
0: amazing.
1: Are we all? Are we all familiar with the uh, Alex? I know you are. Travis, are you familiar with the advanced genius criteria? No. Okay, so I, I'm I'm leading up to a question sure. here, but in order to be a genius at all, you need to produce 15 years of good work. Okay. Uh, you know. Uh, people basically have to like everything that you've made for 15 years. Sure.
0: Which makes Rush three geniuses.
2: Twice over.
1: Yeah. Now, you can be overt or advanced. Um, To to be advanced, you have to not only have that 15 years of work. You need to be totally unironic. You need to uh, have... uh, You need to have alienated your original fan base... Yep. Uh you need to have a sort of a sort of public outburst or, or meltdown of some kind.
2: Yeah, they're not, not they don't follow that one. No. Yeah. They've never had a. None of them has ever had an outburst. Now, the, the closest that happened back in the year 2000, Alex got really drunk at, like, his son's bar. And, like, there was an argument and an altercation. And so, naturally, because that's the biggest one that they've had, people were like, oh, Rush is freaking out. I'm like, no, he got ah. drunk at a bar. Like, oh, it, it's like when Tim
1: Duncan gets a foul call. <laughs> exactly. On yes. It. Yeah. Same yes. kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. The standards are different. Yes. Um, and then I think the fifth one is to. Uh, <laughs> lose everything that you've gained spectacularly (laughs) so uh it could be it could be that that our buddy neil is overt uh sure yeah yeah. um an example of an an advanced genius would be like lou reed or david bowie i could see that yeah Yeah. sure but uh seems like he hits a few check
2: boxes sure yeah yeah good for neil What is
0: the final song, the one you want to...
2: easy, easy answer for that. I think we should go with Mystic Rhythms. Yes, okay. Off of Power Windows, 1985. Uh, This is the last track on that album, and uh, a lot of the discussions of what goes on uh, in in this song, he's asking about, like, there's so many things that I think about whenever I look far away, things that I wonder and things that I'd like to say. And so, like, he sets and works through... Uh, the, you know the next line in that is uh, the more we think we know about, the greater the unknown, so like we suspend our disbelief and we 're not alone because the idea is that like there 's all of these things, and i I can hear like I know something 's pulling, and like what is it that 's driving me to create more what is it that 's driving me to like feel these certain things mm-hmm. and it's it 's fantastic. Um, he has a line later that like I remember being twelve, and it totally shattering my conceptions of like imagination and drive and stuff, and it 's um we sometimes sometimes catch a window, a glimpse of what's beyond, or was it just imagination springing us along? And it floored me as a child to realize that, like, we're not maybe are we are we getting to look into the future, or are, is it our our own internal mechanism like going no go that way? That's the direction you should move.
1: Instincts. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, it's it's yeah, it's great. I love the song. I could talk about it all day.
1: Well, let's get started with Mystic Rhythms, our last song.
0: Mmm. Insane percussion right off the bat.
2: Oh, yeah. When the bass comes in, it's really nice.
0: (laughs) Ooh, I love this.
2: And Neil maintains this through the entire song. Incredible. And then starts adding stuff and taking things away, and it's really good. One would even say it's a mystic rhythm. Oh. I just fight, I just fight. I know I would. <laughs> yeah, the guitar part on this is pretty uh, pretty good when he comes in.
1: I like what the guitar is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It rules to harmonize with yourself. Right. Everyone knows it's the coolest thing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> it's cooler than doing a backflip. Yeah? Just barely, but still. <laughs> Close second. Close yeah. up. As a as a fan of post rock, oh, yeah. I, I appreciate a song that just builds mm-hmm.
2: forever. Big chorus Big open chorus Wow,
3: yeah Oh
1: African sun? Yep, yeah See, it, it was a fad to be white and sing about africa in the That's 80s true. um
2: it yeah with neil it goes deeper in a weird way he, but i'll get to that look, yeah
0: there was he was wearing a certain hat for a certain period of time yeah
2: he got really into african culture um That's, uh, not i mean it's, it's it, it can sound dicey but like he i mean i understand it's like as yeah. 80s pop stars, you know, like, oh, now they're going to Africa. But like, he yeah. went and got on a bike tour where, like, you had to, like, on a bicycle just go through a tour of Africa. And he got really into it and got to go, like, drum with certain tribes and, like, go play and just got into it. And I think it opened up his eyes to, you know, the other side of humanity and, and a broader sense of uh, us as a, uh, just organism on the planet. Oh, that's good. Maybe yeah. stop being a libertarian. Yeah, it was really... It changed. I mean, all the lyrics changed. Yeah. He's, when he was drumming, all of a sudden he was wearing a, balac- a balaclava or whatever it is. Balaclava. balaclava? That's the one, yeah. And so he's still, I mean, until they, they finished in 2014, he was still wearing yeah. a balaclava. Yeah. It was a thing. They're really useful for keeping sweat out of your eyes when you're drumming. Makes
1: sense.
2: Now, when I think of a balaclava, I'm
1: thinking of like a ski mask almost.
2: Uh, let me see what I can find. Wait, did, uh, did we both not know the word? No, I think that's what he calls it, but I don't know. We're just Fucking, t-
0: He's Canadian. They don't know the words for hats. Yeah, because they call a beanie a toque up there. And like right. Anything
3: could be anything.
2: Oh, heavy bass work right here. Oh wow. Oh man, this is really good. Yeah, let me see the hat. It's like a baseball hat with no bill. Oh,
1: I got it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've seen this hat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was expecting something more overstated. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no.
2: <laughs> no.
0: Nothing about Neil Peart is overstated. Just the drum kit. Except for his enormous drum kit. This <laughs> <laughs> rules. Indeed. Really taking us there. The synth horns.
1: The synth horns were really important for this era, though. Yes, yes. very. Uh, they L- were. Little. They needed to be in all the space songs. Yep. And yep. That was a lot of songs in the eighties about space. You oh read. my god! Absolutely. Millions. They weren't singing about space in the seventies like they were in the eighties.
0: Fuck no. They barely knew about it. Yeah. They were all singing about Tolkien in the 70s. (laughs) Then everybody got bored of Tolkien when they found out about space. Hey, wouldn't you? Yes! (laughs) So, I mean,
1: NASA really fucked up pop. Yeah. That's true. Bam. Final
2: frontier. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, we don't spend enough time talking about how much of a cultural force NASA is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They were the guys who did the moon landing. (laughs) There are people on Reddit that make a personality out of knowing about space. Yeah, Neil deGrasse
3: Tyson.
1: (laughs) Are you putting him on notice? Folks,
0: (laughs) Neil deGrasse Tyson, you're on notice.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm happy that that's your thing on this show. Yeah,
0: putting people on notice. I love putting people on notice. It's
2: not like a full calling out. It's like you're on probation. Wait, like, I just want you to know.
0: Hey, be careful. I'm watching. Yeah. One and <laughs> a half strikes, Neil.
2: <laughs> Many more strikes than
0: that. He's yeah, yeah. Neil's... Neil's famously uh, problematic. Uh, yeah. Let's get into our final thoughts. Sure. Sort of a summation of what we've learned here today.
1: So, yeah. The the question we're trying to answer is uh if they wanted to... Or in, a, in from certain angles, can Rush be a Christian band?
2: Um, I think if you go into it, like a lot of the uh, lyrics and a lot of the direction that it goes, nothing is really uh, solely defined in one way or the other. Sure. Um, I I know uh, for myself, uh, I I identified with a lot of what they. I don't want to say project, but what their their ideology almost was. Uh, whenever I was uh, a practicing Christian, and then uh, now I still identify with a lot of the same stuff, and I don't think that it ever um, really took away from any from either mindset of that. I I I think it define You know, you, it depends on what you need it to be for it to be a Christian band. You can listen to certain things and and it can evoke uh, certain angles of worship and uh, praise, even. Um, but I don't think holy. W H O L L Y that they would be considered a Christian band. making the Norm McDonald. Sure, no, I needed it. Yeah, thank you, thank you.
1: I would, I would, I would echo some of those points. I would always, I would also say that, uh, I, I think I'm gonna make the rubric a little bit tighter here. Um, because, uh, we haven't, we haven't brought a secular band to the table that's actually written a song that suggests there's no God.
0: True, and Rush definitely has. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Free absolutely. Will yeah, is a classic 100%. one of those. Yeah,
1: yeah. Roll the Bones right. has, yeah. has some, uh, sure. has, has some no-God vibes in it. Sure. Um, so in that respect, uh, I don't think Rush works as like a Christian band. Right. However, uh I think I, I, my prevailing sort of theory is that things get more spiritual when they get more personal. Right. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the way that you framed the songs tonight, Travis, with uh, the stuff Neil's been going through and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and how that comes through in each song, uh, there's like a universality to it because it's so specific. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because sure. it's so personal yeah. that – when you identify with something so intensely private, specific, and personal, you feel a spiritual connection to the to the person who wrote the piece sure. of the art. Sure, of course, right. So uh, that in in that respect, um, in just sort of like a universalist sort of togetherness element, I would say that they operate well as a spiritual band.
2: Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think I could say that. I would yeah. agree with that.
1: Absolutely. Despite having atheist songs.
2: Sure. Right. Yeah. I think the the big thing is that they, uh, thematically, it's always more of um, trying to look at the big picture. It's what I've always loved about Rush is that they're really big into, you know, with a broader sense of morality, the broader sense of nationality. Like, it's not just, there are lines in the dirt. There's songs we could have gotten into that talk about that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, a more, um, a broad sense of everybody needs to, like, just, I don't know, open up and be more uh, helpful and open and loving to your, you know, your fellow humans. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's a pretty normal Canadian rock thing to talk about how borders are ridiculous as hell.
2: <laughs> yep. Well, that's what you do when you're number two in the world. I mean, yeah. No, I, kid, I kid.
1: Godspeed, you black emperor, is an openly border-hating <laughs> yeah. band. Oh, only one guy like,
0: w- only one Canadian band likes Borders, and it's Justin Bieber. <laughs> 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 he got co-opted too early. We fucking got him. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he was
1: raised American. Yeah. So I I would say I would give them. I don't I don't know how much uh, the sort of the atheist iconography takes away, but. I'm going to give it a passing grade, but it's probably like a C minus as far as like sure. how Christian can I think sure. about this as. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Alex?
0: A plus. <laughs> Explicitly <laughs> a Christian band. <laughs> no. Uh, I would say they are profoundly spiritual um they which is how they had the strength to remain virgins for their whole careers <laughs> well,
2: <you're
1: mad>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we haven't addressed the uh
0: <laughs> our favorite bit about rush
1: of course it's sure. that they've never none of them have had sex they're all they're all self for music <laughs> which is how
0: they're go- which so is good. why they're the best band it's how you get that good at music is by sure. not wasting your time <laughs> on fucking <laughs> <laughs>
2: just, I love the idea of going even further that they've never came. None they of gets, them has ever they came. They have no idea. Their yep. blood
0: is 95% come at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it? any of them, okay, at this point, it's been too long. If any of them came,
2: <laughs> instant death.
0: <laughs> instant death. They would turn inside out, <laughs> 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 they would come their <laughs> entire body, they
2: would come undone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah
1: and with that they're, they're 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 in way too deep <laughs> they uh they have a CPAP machine, but for wet dreams, <laughs> <laughs> just so they just so there are no surprises in the middle of the night, oh my God, got a record to hold, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Travis, uh, it's, uh, it's time to plug, man. Uh, sure. Where can you – Where can, wh- what are you doing that's coming up? And
2: uh, Right now, every week, I'm uh, the host of the open mic at the Paramount Room uh, in Oklahoma City. Uh, big fan of that mic. Uh, I know Alex has uh, public access at the same venue on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we operate in different rooms, but we're neighbors. We're it's, neighbors. Yep. It's always really good. I'm going to come by and uh, borrow a cup of sugar sometime. Yeah. You can always have it. Word, love that. Open invite for sugar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course uh, there, are the, you know, the occasional shows coming up here and there. Uh, I know next week um, on the third of October, I believe it's a Thursday. Uh, Mark Norman from New York City is going to be uh, in Oklahoma City uh, doing a comedy show uh, with OKC Comedy, and I will be opening uh, for that show. Hey, great, good job, yeah, thanks, nice, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about
1: it. You'll do good, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Where can you be found online? Uh, online,
2: yeah. uh, I am uh, 2 knives on Instagram. Uh, it's weird. It was a drum handle that I picked up, and it just worked for the cosplay thing for Deadpool. Nice. And uh-huh. so I've just kind of kept it. Um, that's T-W-O-D-U-L-L-K-N-I-V-E-S, uh, 2 knives on Instagram. And then uh, on Twitter, I am at TravHatesJokes, which I thought was hilarious whenever I wrote it, and now I'm just like, ah. Everyone yeah.
1: thinks their handle's hilarious oh, right. when they write yeah. it. My uh, my old Skype name is Heath isn't funny. But the, it, it was before it was before I did comedy. Even <laughs> I just thought it was cool. Sure. Yeah, you're you're really proud of it when you when you write it. Absolutely. Now. Uh, well,
2: Travis, thank you so much for coming on. Of the show. course, Great. absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: And we've got some other people to give thanks to, like Jarvix for uh, writing our intro song that we use every week.
0: And Cameron Brewer for our outro song, Holy Ghost Riding the Whip. Uh,
1: Molly Devine for the "Talk and the Walk stinger. And Wampus Reynolds for the Toon Talk stinger. And Good Trash Media for hosting our show uh, once again, despite... uh, Despite... uh, How it is. Despite how it is.
0: (laughs) And with that, it's time to sign off uh, the same way we always do. The same way we sign off every episode. That's with our catchphrase... Our signature sign-off phrase. Yep, never changed it once since Mm -mm. the beginning of the show. Why are we here?
1: Roll the cubits.
0: Robots for everyone. Yeah, that's Bye.